This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Reds Hot Stove Room. The Reds are on the radio. The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, JTM Food Group, MSA Architects, Thompson McConnell Cadillac, and by Document Destruction. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by... And this one belongs to the Reds! Red's Hot Stove League on the Red's Radio Network. And a pleasant good evening, everyone, from the Holy Grail Banks. Welcome again to the Red's Hot Stove League. Boy, we've got a great crowd here tonight. Bob Harrison is here, so we have a touch of royalty in the uh, audience here tonight, along with a lot of big Red's fans and Red's employees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. None more important than the man seated to my left, and that, of course, would be, yes, everyday Jim Day. Thank you for that introduction. You're very I'm welcome. Not sure I deserve it, but thank you very much. It's great being here again. Uh, it's nice that you're here. I'm glad that we're together because we can probably, if we have some downtime, but we can recount uh, our trip into the Caribbean and and oh, yes. uh, what a great time that was and uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, and uh, what eight days together, four or five of those on a very close quarters in on a boat. Yes, it was. At times, it was a little bit too close for me, but. Uh, <laughs> I was able to weather the storm and got sick, and it had been sick since we got back. I know. How are we feeling? That We're finally question. starting to feel okay. But, boy, I tell you what, when you get to be 75 and you get a bad cold, it ain't going away overnight, I can tell you Did that. you struggle on the caravan with this cold? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. Is Everybody went out. You know, I know you guys, you ran the streets after the thing was over. <laughs> no. uh, each of the two nights, full nights, you were on the road. No. And you'd go out and have dinner, and then you'd hit the bars, and you'd roll in about quarter to three in the morning, get about four <laughs> hours sleep, and be up. Oh, Marty went uh, when. Got to the hotel each Thursday and Friday, and everybody was going to clean up and go eat. Marty went to his room, got his stuff on, went down to the treadmill, walked three miles, and went back and went to bed. Well, I can tell you that I did not run the streets, nor did I get on a treadmill. You don't have to defend yourself to me. Well, you don't have to. We had a little team bonding dinner at the hotel yeah, after well, our caravan stops. I said it was off, I'm past bonding. It was off to bed for me after that. Yeah, well, so I was already been asleep for an hour by the time you rolled in. <laughs> Well, it certainly wasn't 3 a.m. It was about 10, okay, 10 well, p.m. So you but, said. Yeah. So you said. As far as you know, yeah. yeah. Um, tonight, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have uh, David Hernandez on by phone. David, of course, uh, it was announced, has uh, joined the Reds organization, signing a two-year contract. Right-handed relief pitcher, throws hard. Uh, a guy who, uh, along with Jared Hughes, uh, who was added to the roster some time back, seems to, 
solidify certainly one of the priorities by general manager Dick Williams, and that is to add some experience to the bullpen to go with what will otherwise be a, a group of young people, uh, not nearly with the experience of Jared Hughes and David Hernandez, and I think uh, they've made two great moves as far as the bullpen is concerned. Yeah, you don't want to have too many spots open for guys that don't make the rotation and putting young pitchers in a bullpen situation, particularly when they've been starters for most of their careers. And if you look at now with Jared Hughes and Hernandez signing, you've got Iglesias at the back end of the bullpen. Wandy Peralta has solidified him a spot with pitching well and particularly being a left-handed pitcher. And then most likely, uh, Michael Lorenzen, they're going to give a shot to be a starter, but if that doesn't work out, uh, he's definitely going back in the bullpen. So if he goes back in the bullpen, that's five spots that are locked down and only two spots would be open uh, in the spring. And then you, you've got guys like Austin Bryce that have been in the bullpen before and guys buying for spots like that. So you have much more experience in a bullpen that had very little experience last year. Now, can you foresee, uh, I'm asking for an opinion now, this club doing anything else? in terms of adding uh, faces to this club that we are not looking at right now? I don't. I don't think they they are on the major league level. You might see some uh, guys with invites to big league camp on minor league deals. Um, Everyone would, and I would love them to go out and sign a veteran starter. I think that would help um, to add to the mix. Um, I honestly don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to, we're in the back end of uh, the so-called rebuilding, and you want to give these young guys who you've um, determine as your nucleus to build around opportunities in that starting rotation or opportunities in the bullpen. Um, give them the chance to grow and then go out and spend your money next year, I think would be the plan. I would be surprised, although it's such a crazy free agent market right now. It's so slow and guys are, are panicking. And David Hernandez even said he was getting a little antsy, wanted to sign a contract. So perhaps the market will come back to the Reds where some guys are wouldn't otherwise be available are available and want to roll the dice on a one-year deal or take a, a cheaper deal. We'll see. The market might come back to the Reds. Are you surprised that all these big-name guys are still sitting at yeah. home looking for a job, the Jake Arrietas and the Hugh Darvishes of, of the world and people like that? Shocked, actually. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe it's taken this long. I mean, we're, we're a couple weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting, less than two weeks away um, for the Reds report, I think they report on the 13th, work out on the 14th. Um, yes, there's a ton of guys without jobs. And usually when the big dogs go, it's kind of a, you know, everyone falls into place. But there are some big, big names out there. And we're going to see some signings well into spring training. You think the agents are a little bit nervous? Too? You think so? I think it's the changing of the guard. I mean, teams are no longer wanting to give out these five-year deals, particularly to pitchers. Uh, they're a little scared of it. Well, it was interesting. John Heyman, who's one of the more respected writers uh, covering baseball in the United States, wrote last week in a long piece uh, that the, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now what John Heyman wrote. He said 2018 may well be the year in which Scott Boris and other high-profile agents suffer their comeuppance. Yeah. And he might be right. Yeah. I mean, when, when if you're – uh, Scott Boris, and you've sold a Jake Arrieta or a sold a Hugh Darvish or whoever else there might be that uh, I can get you a five-year contract, mm-hmm. and it ain't happening. Um, it, it's going to truly be an interesting thing, and I agree with you. I don't think there's any question 
but that you'll be seeing guys signing contracts well into spring well training. Into it. Yeah, well no into question. It. And uh, you know, there's, and I'm not going to mention names, but I know for a fact there's some players out there that were offered certain deals by clubs, and their agent told them to turn it down. Right. And they ended up getting less money on the free agent market. If I'm that player, I'm looking my agent in the eye and saying. What are you thinking? Because you gave me some bad advice. They left a lot of money on the table. Well, I've always had a problem with a with a, a ball player uh, selling his soul to an agent. If I get an offer and I got an agent who represents me and somebody makes me an offer and I like the money and I like the years and my agent says don't take it, I'll say with all due respect, yes, I am. Yeah. So I don't feel sorry for any of them. If they're going to live with what their agents tell them to do, and I'm talking about the players now. If yeah. they are going to live and die with what their what their agents tell them to do, and they don't get what they were told to get, I don't feel sorry for a single one of them. Yeah. No. You know, at some point, the contracts have gotten out of hand, um, and they're guaranteed contracts, unlike other sports leagues. At some point, you've got to put your foot down as ownership and as management and say, we're not longer giving out these contracts. Perhaps we're seeing the beginning of that. I don't know. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting not only now, but it's going to be interesting down the road uh, when the next CBA agreement comes up for negotiations. Yeah. That, that will be truly interesting. We're going to go to a break in a moment. Uh, for those of you listening uh, on uh, our network tonight, 749-7000-1800, the big one. Uh, our toll-free number outside the 513 area code. Uh, we would invite your phone calls to uh, chat about uh, the addition that the Reds have made in the last 24 hours and David Hernandez, who, by the way, again, we'll be chatting with at the bottom of the hour. And uh, while we're on that subject, we should remind our listeners that after 6.30 tonight, the Hot Stove League will move to Fox Sports 1360. That comes up at the bottom of the hour. And before we go to a break, uh, it would certainly be incumbent upon both of us to uh, acknowledge the passing of a guy who was very popular uh, in the baseball ranks, both among players that he negotiated with in his years previously as a general manager at the San Diego Padres and uh, more recently as a member of the Reds baseball operation, Kevin Towers, passing away, what, yesterday, yeah. uh, succumbing to cancer. Uh, great guy, tremendously respected throughout the baseball industry. Yeah, just 56 years of age and known as KT in baseball circles and also known as the gunslinger because he was not afraid uh, to make deals. A former, former GM of the Padres and D-backs and most recently a special advisor to the general manager with the Reds under Walt Jockety and continued in that post until his unfortunate passing. And uh, you could just see the outpouring uh, over the last day of how well-liked he was in right. the industry and beyond. Uh, not a bad word said about Kevin Towers as a person, very outgoing, very personable, and uh, a big, big loss for the baseball world. We certainly send out our condolences to his family, his friends, and, and uh, everyone that was close to Kevin Towers. What, uh, what a very, very sad story. Indeed. Time to go to a break. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. Registration is now open for the official baseball and softball camps at the Cincinnati Reds. This summer, 15 camps are scheduled and are open to boys and girls ages 6 to 14. A full list of camps and dates is available at Reds.com slash camps. This is the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. We are live from the Holy Grail Banks. I'm Jim Day. My pleasure to be sitting alongside the Hall of Famer, Marty Brenneman. We got a little Marty chant. Uh, warming up the hot stove league as we are uh, inching yet closer 
to pitchers and catchers reporting on February 13th. We are just a couple of weeks away from that. And the following week will be the first spring training games. And uh, this was a quick offseason. This, this might have been the quickest flyby ever of the offseason. But they seem to be quick, get quicker as we get older. You think so? I do. I think it seemed like the season just ended. But that's just me. If you think the season goes by quicker or the offseason or the season as you get older? Yes. You wait till you get to be 75. That's why I was presenting the question to you. Does it? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'd say say the offseason goes by very quickly, but I think the season goes by just as fast. Once you get into the Mm -hmm. past the first month of the year, and you get into that routine of baseball virtually every day. The see, you blink your eye, and it's September the 15th. You got uh, me? I got you. I got you cooking. We, we have a live mic, it looks like, in the crowd. We certainly do. A very pointed question coming towards Marty Brenneman. Not me. You're going to tell you if it's, if it's a difficult question, he's got it. <laughs> no, I'd never do that. Uh, Marty, what a thrill to uh, talk to you again. This is Stephen from Price Hill. Thanks, Steve. Hey. Uh, what we're interested in is the catching situation. Uh, should uh, my understanding is Devin Mezzarocco's role is slightly changing? They uh, use him in the uh, seventh, eighth inning, and something happens to the catcher. There is no third catcher. Who is going to step up? Do they have a plan? Are they just crossing their fingers it isn't going to happen? What do you think? Well, to begin with, I don't. I don't think when the season opens, this club's going to have a third catcher. No, no, not, I don't, on the, I don't, not on the 25 man roster. They did it last year because they had to keep Stuart Turner. Right. Um, he's probably going to end up in Louisville, uh, and they'll worry about who the third catcher is when the time comes. Yeah, he they'll, will, they'll he, have a plan in place, but it ain't going to be him. Yeah. If Mazzarocco's healthy, he's the third catcher, and he's just down the road in Louisville. He'll have options now that they. You mean Turner? Not Turner, Mazzarocco. Stuart Turner. Yes. Mazzarocco. If they if Mezzarocco's healthy oh, yeah, yeah. and he's on the twenty five man roster, right. Stewart Turner's your third catcher with options at triple A. He will not have to remain on the big club like he did last year being a rule five draft pick. I just I just was worried because if, if they use uh, Devin in the seventh, eighth inning and he's not available and something happens a thumb or something, yeah. I just worried about it. With that said, I'll extend you a pleasant evening. Well, thank you. Well, thank that, you that, that's the thank risk you, you take, much. obviously, if you're gonna pinch it uh, your backup catcher. Brian Price and Dick Williams on the caravan and throughout the offseason have said that Tucker Barnhart winning the gold glove has earned being the number one catcher, that you can look for him to catch it maybe five days a week with Mezzarocco catching two to three days depending on the week uh, if he's healthy. Um, and Tucker has earned that. So, you know, unfortunately you're going to have a very expensive backup catcher, but you're also going to have a pretty good uh, back up and a bat off the bench if they should go that route. Yeah, but the unfortunate part of that is him being a catcher. Yeah. If you're going to use him late in the you're game. You're rolling the dice just like he talked about. Well, then you have to leave him in the game. You yeah. can't. You, you, right. He's not going to come off the bench and pinch hit. Right. And then his night is done. Exactly. Can't do that. Yeah. Uh, and it's six and one and a half dozen the other. You've got Barnhart, who's a, a gold glover, who had a 999 fielding percentage. And let's face it, uh, Mesoraco is not the catcher defensively that Tucker Barnhart is. And so now you're going to pinch hit him, leave him in the game. If it's a close game, uh, you'd like to have your number one back there, but the the situation would dictate that you won't Mm -hmm. be. Yeah. And Tucker offensively stepped it up as well last year. Had a a decent year hitting in the eighth spot, which is not easy to do in the National League. Uh, You look at his doubles totals, had a nice 
a number of doubles last year, and uh, particularly from a, as a left-handed hitter, uh, had a pretty good offensive year as well, and uh, he could only get better, I think. Oh, yeah, very good. I would he bat 270? Yeah. I guarantee you one thing, they take 270 every year. Yeah, thrown out With that. the kind of defensive yeah. performance that he can give you on a day-in, day-out basis and just lock that position down. I think you're going to – Tucker now winning the gold glove is really going to solidify him as a leader. Not that he wasn't before, but I think he's going to be one of those go-to guys now and is going to even raise his level and raise his voice in the clubhouse. He's going to be one of the leaders on this club. Seven four nine seven thousand one eight hundred. The big one are our two numbers here. Uh, on the Red Side Stove League, it's kind of interesting that, uh, well, we'll talk about it in a moment. We go to Montgomery, and Mike, you are on the Red Side Stove League. What might be on your mind? Marty? Yes, Mike. Hey, sorry about that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious as to Steve Spafani's uh, availability. I really like going to the Reds games when he pitches. He just gets the ball and throws it as soon as he gets it. That really makes it exciting for me. Dee Sclafani, you say? Yes. And what's your question? Uh, how's his health? He's 100%. That's what we've been told, that he's 100%. And if he's 100% uh, based on the Reds baseball operation, then that's good enough for me. Okay, because I really make it a point to go when he's pitching, and I, I didn't make it to any games last year. so. Well, you, I, you, you didn't miss anything because he didn't pitch last year. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But he's healthy right. now, apparently, and, and that's a good thing because if he comes into camp and he can, he's healthy and he can stay that way and he's pitch, he can pitch like he's capable of pitching, uh, that automatically gives the Reds a, a better rotation right there. Agreed. I like him a lot. Um, I met you at Ohio University a couple times, and uh, with that, I'll say good night. Thank you. I'm sure your demeanor was much worse than mine was on the campus of Ohio U in Athens. I can promise you that. <laughs> now, speaking of Tucker, you know, Tucker was a mainstay on the uh, rock star tour on the Reds' caravan. He never missed a year. He never missed a, 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 a stop. And as soon as he wins a gold glove, all of a sudden now, he can only make three appearances. Uh-oh, here we go. This was a subject that he and I delved into rather deeply. Really? Yes. Would you uh, privy us to these conversations? I'm sure it was a one-way conversation. We have a handshake agreement that he's going to be on every stop of the Rockstar Group come January of 2019. You have a handshake agreement, so you just put it on record. You put it out there on the Reds Radio Network. Without a doubt. We shook hands on it. He said, I promise you I'll be back. From beginning until end in January of 2019. Wow, that is big on the self-proclaimed rock star group. That's uh, a matter of opinion. That's, you see Butcher making gestures back there? Too? He is making gestures back yes, there. I mean, it is, it is self-proclaimed. Yes, it is. But he realizes there was a certain void in his life on the days in which he was not with us and how much potentially he missed. Yeah. He doesn't want to miss a minute. I tell you what, he is—he's uh, really insightful. When during Q and A sessions, and we had a client breakfast yesterday morning that he and Brian Price were a part of, that I was uh, emceeing, and uh, he's just fantastic with the fans, and he's really grown into the role of uh, being uh, really one of the faces of the franchise. And what an outstanding young man! He speaks very highly of you too, I might add. We're at the bottom of the hour. Is there a touch of sarcasm in that? It might be. Okay. Right. We're at the bottom of the hour. That means this show switches to Fox Sports 1360. And when we come back, 
We're going to be chatting with the newest member of the Reds, right-hander David Hernandez. The Reds Hot Stove League is back live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. And we're back at the Holy Grail Banks. This Wednesday night edition of the Reds Hot Stove League, we talked at the top, thank you, that we would uh, have the newest member of the Reds Ball Club on with us for a brief five- or six-minute spell Right-hander David Hernandez, who becomes the newest member of the Reds' bullpen, and David's on the other end of this line. David, welcome to the Reds' family. Hey, I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm Marty Brenneman with Jim Day, and uh, we talked, uh, you know, earlier in the program about one of the priorities this club had was to add a couple of veteran uh, veterans to the bullpen. Jared Hughes added earlier, and now the announcement that you've signed a two-year contract you two guys uh, have a wealth of experience between you individually and collectively, and, and you'll be joining, aside from yourselves, probably a group of uh, young folks that are still finding their way. And uh, that in and of itself, I'm sure, presents a challenge, but I would think it would be the kind of challenge that you look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, uh, I just won. I uh, was in Cincinnati last night, and right after my physical, I got a few text messages, one from being Jared Hughes, and just we just kind of shared the same excitement, the same uh, just the, the same excitement about just getting the season started and trying to help along the, the younger guys get to where they're trying to go, and uh, I think as I get older and I become the old guy on the team, um, it's been fun trying to, to, to mentor the younger guys, and I was fortunate enough to have you know, when I came up, I, I had a, the same veteran help me along. Last year you had, uh, between the Angels and the Diamondbacks, you had a 3.11 ERA and pitched in the playoffs for the Diamondbacks. Uh, you missed all of 2014 with Tommy John surgery. Did it take you a few years to get back to form? How, how hard of a comeback was it from Tommy John for you? Uh, it was It was rough, you know. When you get out there and you start getting into games, you kind of just expect yourself to have it all back at right when you get out there day one. And you don't realize how long it takes you and how long it takes for you to get your stuff back and then for you to get your confidence in your stuff. And, uh, you know, I think as we move into year three from it, I, I feel like just even last year I just felt like I was a lot better with getting my pitches to where I needed them to go and, uh, you know, I just hopefully I can move move forward and build off last season and uh, get some more out. David, in your uh, negotiations with Dick Williams in the Reds front office, uh, was there any discussion made about what the ex- what their expectations are as to what role you're going to fill in the bullpen? Uh, no, we haven't really talked about that. I'm I'm assuming once we get into spring training and we we see how guys are progressing and where guys are at, I think. Um, I've done it all. I, I've been the long guy, the sixth, seventh inning guy, closed some games, been the setup guy. But I've, I think I've strived off being in the, the setup role. And, you know, I feel like even last year in the eighth inning, I felt like I was able to come in and get some big outs and, and you know, set it up for uh, the closer. And um, I'm just looking forward to pitching and just getting guys out. And for me, it just, doesn't matter where I pitch as long as I'm getting guys out that's without giving up runs that's that's the goal and uh I just look forward to just being thrown into any any role and I've always been open 
to, you know, where where I pitch, it, it doesn't really matter to me. You got a fastball that was sitting about 94 last year, curveball, and you were talking about unveiling a new pitch last year, a little, uh, what do you call it, a hybrid cutter slash slider? Tell us about this new pitch. Uh, well, I, I developed it last year. When I found out I, I wasn't going to make the team out of spring training, I, I, you know, really had nothing to lose. So when I went to, to AAA, I kind of just tinkered with a, a slider and just a pitch that, uh, in between my curveball and my fastball. So now, now last year it gave me three different speeds for the hitters to look, to look for. And I think that, re- that really helped me and it, and it showed the results, you know, were really, uh, in, in my favor. And, you know, just being able to develop it throughout last season and on into uh, the off season, and going, hopefully going into the next season, it'll be just even a little bit better. David, have you been in touch with either Brian Price or pitching coach Mac Jenkins? I actually uh, talked to Brian Price today. He gave me a call. We were actually flying. Both of us were flying yesterday, so we didn't really get a chance to touch bases, but. Uh, yeah, he shares that same excitement that I do. Um, I feel like that, you know, with this young team, I feel like, uh, you know, hopefully guys put in the work this off season and just got a little bit better. And, you know, we're just trying to turn turn the corner, um, trying to uh, show the, the fans that, you know, we are here and we are, we are working, we are improving. And, uh, you know, that's really what it's about. You know, you get the young, the young core and I've been a part of the young teams and, and I've seen the bumps and bruises, but, you know, hopefully we can uh, progress and get to where we're trying to go. Well, again, congratulations as being the newest member of the Reds family. We look forward to seeing you out in good year and, uh, and chatting with you face-to-face when spring training gets underway. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you, I, and I can't wait. And I'm looking forward to, to a successful season. That was David Hernandez, and we indeed look forward to seeing him. He sounds enthusiastic, and again, you can't underline the importance enough of having two veteran pitchers in that bullpen to begin the year, and Jared Hughes and the newcomer, uh, David Hernandez. You're listening to the Red Hot Stove League Live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented, as always, by Budweiser. With the Reds pick six plan, you choose any six Reds home games and save up to 25%. Whether you want fireworks Fridays, collect the season's bobbleheads, or see the Reds sag on the Cardinals or Cubs, the choice is yours. Plus, you get six McDonald's extra value meal vouchers. Good for me. Purchase your pick six plan today at Reds.com slash pick six. Some restrictions do apply. He's Marty Brittman. I'm Jim Day. It's the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. We are live at the Holy Grail banks that we are and we have a gentleman standing to our right that is poised and at the ready sir your questions i'm rich from hamilton ohio you sure are Got two questions. All, <laughs> thank you jim yeah. uh question for jim and question for marty jim since you do a lot of cincinnati stuff what's your favorite place on the road to go and do the sites in your favorite stadium Ooh. and marty what do you think of the pitch clock is it going to come this year or is it not going to have a pitch clock Favorite place on the road? Um, Actually, his favorite place on the road is whatever bed he happens to be sleeping (laughs) in because he does a lot of that. See, I shouldn't have paused. I should have gone right into it, left the door open. Uh, Okay, well, go ahead. All right. I'm going to go with Coronado Island, San Diego. Very good choice right there, pal. Yeah. Yeah. 
So my, my Dr. John Zervi just came back from there with his family, his grandkids, and I said it's a magical place. And it is. He, he, once you cross that bridge from yeah. San Diego proper into Coronado, in many respects, it looks like you're going back in time because they'll have many of the original buildings mm-hmm. that obviously have been redone uh, that were there when that was such a hotbed for the military during the Second World War. It, it's a it's a sensational place, and uh, the uh, Del Coronado Hotel is just spectacular. Uh-huh. Yeah, walking the, along the beach there and on the sidewalk by that hotel. Yes. Very nice. Now, the other question dealt with the pitch clock. I, uh, I think without any question... Uh, there will be a pitch clock come uh, opening the season in 2018. And if there's not that, it'll only be because the commissioner has negotiated that out of the uh, out of the situation and has replaced it with something else. Uh, it's been rather interesting to note that the player union in the last three weeks or so came out publicly opposed to anything that would shorten the, any, any new rules uh, – imposed by the game on uh, by the uh, baseball powers that be on the game to quicken a little length of the game. They're opposed to all of that. But the way the CBA is written, uh, going into this 18th season, the commissioner can do whatever he wants this season without approval by the player union. Um, he is still negotiating in good faith behind doors with Tony Clark, who heads a union, and the other people involved to try to get them to go along with uh, – whatever measures he has in mind to try and and speed up uh, the length of the game. The thing I find interesting about this whole thing, and there are a lot of players that have come out as opposed to opposed to anything that would quicken the game, uh, and they think that the commissioner woke up at 318 one morning and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come up with some new rules to speed up play of the game. What they never are willing to recognize and concede is the fact that many, if not everything, that baseball does is they do as a result of feedback from fans. Uh, they don't arbitrarily make a decision unless they get feedback from people, just like doubleheaders. Uh, there are guys and, and women in, in this room right now who are old enough to remember that when a schedule came out, doubleheaders were built into the schedule. Every Monday was off. A doubleheader was played almost without exception every week. And as time went by... Fans said, we don't like doubleheaders. We're, we're not interested in spending six and a half or seven hours in a ballpark on any day of the week. And that prompted baseball to very subtly do away with doubleheaders other than having to make up a game from an earlier season rainout. So I disagree with anybody that says ownership and, and uh, the commissioner and his people are just looking for ways to make new rules. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do, if not all of it, with feedback that they get from fans. And this is one of them. I think earlier start times are going to help. I, I love the idea of starting so at 6:40 in April and September. Was I it wish, 15 games? Yeah, I wish they would do it throughout the whole season. The Reds are experimenting. Other clubs have gone to that all the time. Right. I think that will help. Yep. I mean, we're talking about the game increasing a little bit over three hours. I think if you ask the fans, it's not necessarily the length of time because if you're going to shave off five to ten minutes, okay. It's the lag time during the game. It's right. the, the time between action, the time between pitches is what they're getting at. 
I don't care necessarily about the game time. If it's 3.05 or if it's 3.10 or it's just 2.55, fans want more action between pitches, and particularly when it gets into the bullpen later in the game, that's really when it slows down. Pinch hitters come to the plate. The catcher's going to the mound two or three times. That's when it slows down. I think at that point you need to make some changes to speed up not necessarily the length of the game, but what's happening at that moment in the game. I agree with all that. We're going to go to our final break. Before we do, I'd like to throw up a heads up to all the folks out in Hamilton, Ohio, that particular area. Uh, the uh, Reds Hall of Fame chapter is having their event tomorrow night, uh, and I'm thrilled to death to be a part of that. It's a Joe Nuxall chapter agenda. They will have the reading of their charter uh in front of the people who are showing up tomorrow night, and uh, I look forward to being out there talking some baseball and seeing a lot of folks who I've grown to know and love over low these many years. Uh, last time to give us a call, 749-7000, 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE, and we'll return with more of the Reds Hot Stove League from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser in a moment. back for our final segment here at the Holy Grail Banks. You are dialed in, in case you did not know it, thank you very much, to the Reds Hot Stove League. And, I mean, we're really counting down now for as far as your departure is concerned, aren't we? February 12th, not a week, uh, wow, I guess a week from Monday. I'll be heading out. The pitchers and catchers will report the next day. They will have their first workout on the 14th, and um, I will be reporting in on that. Hot Stove League on the, uh, I guess, the 14th. So you're going to be here next Wednesday night. Next Wednesday I'll be here, yes. And then you're going to hang me out to dry the following Wednesday night because you won't be here, and I'll have to solo with the best five minutes of live radio in the history of broadcasting. (laughs) You know, this just in, I'm pretty sure you can handle the mic with some open air airtime. Don't, well, uh, don't it, you think any role you put this guy in, I, I think you're going to be all right. Yeah, but there's a reason for that because I have been known to possess a certain certain high level of BS. And uh, that stands you in very good stead when you do a program like this and you don't have people calling or you only yeah. have two or three people asking questions here. Uh, you have to learn to do that and uh, – you kidding me? Look at this face. They keep putting this on TV over the years? Well, they finally learned. Well, no, they, yeah, I, I understand this. Took but, them a while to get through. But you've got to they, have the proverbial BS, as you call it, to continue to work in this business. So I'm with you. Well, fans will get a full dose of that from you <laughs> over the course of the season on the Reds Radio Network and a real heavy dose of it during spring training. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Because, you know, you've got to have your time to bask in the sun and be America's guest in Arizona. So you I'm, need the time no, off. No, no, I, I need the games of, for practice, and you need the time off. I'm, I'm it's a, a great marriage made in heaven. I'm a big fan of being somebody's guest. But the f- true stark, cold fact of the matter is that in Arizona, it ain't like it was in Florida. <laughs> Let, let's just say you were large in Sarasota and, or any parts of Florida, actually. Went City. I was a bit. I'm no Tampa. No, 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 no. You can run Tampa and Sarasota and Goodyear out there, but do not drop Plant City in there. Joe loved Plant City. Joe used to get upset when I'd say bad things about Plant City, which was most of the time. Yeah. 
I was not a big fan of Plant City. In fact, the red strain there, I think, 10, 10 years, and I never spent one night in that town. I drove 35 miles each way to, to get Tampa? back to Tampa, and I had a condominium on the Tampa Bay, and that's what being in Florida is all about. Well, you know. Not Plant City, Florida. That's why Joe is a man of the people. He was right there in Plant City, just hunkered down at the local watering hole. Well, God bless him. There's yes, the music sir. in the background that indicates that we are seconds away from shutting this bad boy down. For one more Wednesday night, it's always a pleasure sitting next to you. Oh, my pleasure. No, but indeed, it's my pleasure. Believe me. Thanks for everybody who's out here tonight. Hope you come back next Wednesday night. Jimmy and I will be right back here, another edition of the Red Sox Stove League. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.